Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia and together with me is my fellow compadre Pramod Kumar Buravalli on a very historic weekend uh, for India. How are you, Pramod? Uh, Jai Shri Ram on a somber note. <laughs> Why on a somber note? I'm not supposed to celebrate. Yeah, okay, so we are going to go into why Pramod says that, said that peculiar thing later. But uh, for people who were under a rock and did not follow the number one trending um, hashtag on Twitter, um, the Supreme Court of India in a landmark decision, in a unanimous decision, cleared the path for a uh, Ram Mandir to be built in Ayodhya at the Ram Janma Bhumi, uh, where once the Babri Masjid stood. And in that decision, the entire 67-acre land was given to the Hindus uh, and a separate 5-acre land was given to the Muslims to build a mosque. Uh, That land has yet to be determined. Um, There were various other parts of the judgment. The, uh, The... the Shia versus Sunni Waqf board thing was dismissed. The Shia Waqf board's plea was dismissed. Uh, there were th- Allahabad High Court had this uh, one third, one third, one third formula, and where Nirmohi Akhara was listed, their claim was rejected. Um, they the court accepted the Archaeological Survey of India's uh, uh, recommend uh, recommendations or their their findings actually. And in in a very significant uh, sort of step, they said that there was an evidence of a non-Islamic structure below i think that's that's uh, that's that's the crux of what i'm uh, saying uh, now the government the, the court has advised the government to form a trust board within the 3 months to start the process and then of course bhavya ram mandir banega uh-huh. Um, I I wanted to say that last part in Hindi. For a detailed uh, sort of analysis or overview of what has happened, I would recommend, strongly recommend this Mindmakers piece written by Aishwarya Hariharan, who is a columnist and a lawyer, you know, has observed this place very closely, uh, who summarizes the judgments and, you know, what are, Mindmakers was one of the first to publish, if not the first to publish this, and very accurately, very incisive, um, you know, reportage. So please do read that. That actually would answer all your questions that you have and breaks down what's more than a thousand page judgment. So that's the overview of it, of it all. Um, Pramod, what is your initial reaction to this? Well, for me, this is uh, uh, as good as a day as the Indian Independence Day. Wow. On August 15th, 1947. Uh, again, I am not being ecstatic or uh, in a celebratory sort of uh, tone, mm. only because it is a moment for truth and reconciliation to happen. And I am being very honest and upfront uh, for our audience and listeners that mm. India became politically free on the August 15, 1947, when we threw the yoke of the British. But at the same time, Indic civilization, a wounded civilization that suffered massive onslaught by Islamic jihadists and Christian missionaries, did not come out of the woodwork until almost uh, 2019, uh, because we always felt that our pains and wounds and our sorrows should be should be gulped in tears and should not be discussed in the open. This one judgment is as monumental as it. Mm. as the 1971 war in which Bangladesh uh, was created. Mm. 1974 moment when India exploded its first nuclear bomb. 
1992 when the first attempts at uh, breaking the shackles was made by uh, bringing down the uh, colonial structure the babri masjid and in 2019 the twin judgments the twin sort of decision slash judgment are called uh, the application of article 370 and now within a short span the decision by the supreme court keeping all the facts in mind and the chronicles of various people who had visited including very prominent one who mm. visited gives me to believe and uh, reaffirm my faith in the indian civilization as a wounded civilization no doubt mm. but it will always recover it will always make a comeback and as hindus and jains have always believed in cycles this is a cycle on which we are right now slowly on the upswing mm-hmm. so my uh, congratulations to you my jain brother and as a co uh, civilizational mm-hmm. traveler mm-hmm. this is a very big monumental uh, event that has just happened i'll tell you this uh, uh, when uh, this is this is a personal story i tweeted about it when the judgment was being announced we were all watching here being in a different time zone it was like about night and my dad usually you know uh, sleeps quite significantly early and stuff it was 12 in the night he was glued to the tv you know uh, was uh, happy um he was uh, he said that this means more to my generation than it means to your generation and i thought this was a very significant yeah. statement to make because um I was I was barely I think born when the Rath Yatra happened and the whole movement happened in 1989 or when Rajiv Gandhi opened the locks like started his campaign from Ayodhya and I mean it was a very significant year in Indian politics but he said from there to this I did not think it would happen in my lifetime and that is incredible uh, for that for somebody to say that this is what they felt when they were like you know as young like 35 yeah. or 40 by the time it was late 90s and people had given up hope yeah. on this but then the hope rekindled and ek jo reactions ke baad i am going to say this in hindi jo pata chala ki you know andar sabke andar ek wo tha ki you know ultimately we want to see this happen we want to see this happen the pain has been in, internalized by hindus both as jains and sikhs to such an extent hmm. that we have never been able to discuss the kind of successive uh, sort of uh, uh, infliction of wounds that have happened for a uh, long time in memorial hmm. uh, for example if you hmm. you should go to the uh, talk by minakshi jain the season talk hmm. in which it is very clearly mentioned the two chronicles of uh william finch who was an english traveler who had visited ayodhya in 1611 mm. who recorded the ruins of a ramchandra castle and houses mm. uh, and there there after a jesuit priest joseph stephen uh, thaler who had visited the site mm. about uh, uh, in a uh, during time frame of i think the 1760s mm. uh, wrote that uh, either um, babar or one of his uh, 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 commanders essentially mm. uh uh destroyed uh, the birthplace of rama i think he calls it ramkot fortress are mm-hmm. and that is what the um, uh the court was also referring to mm-hmm. No, that that evidence that I think that bit struck to me that they, where they said that there was an evidence of a you know structure below it and stuff and um I think the nation was a great debt to KK Muhammad and um and i forget bibilal ha bibilal no yes. no there are many this is that is a whole huge team actually there are many no i know but these are the two most significant mohammed ha yeah 
Yeah, yeah. He he did play the the most important part of going through mm. towards towards the parikrama part and actually going to the superstructure. We mm. need that structure where the clear foundations are visible. Mm. And if you go even today, the it's very clear that there was a temple or some sort of a structure, whether it was a house or where there uh, you know like for example, <coughs> William Finch mm. actually calls it a. A castle and a house. Rat. He calls it a Ramchand castle and house. <laughs> the Jesuit missionary Joseph huh. uh, Typhon Taylor. He calls it Ramcourt fortress, and he clearly mentions that the house was considered to be the birthplace of Rama by Hindus. Fascinating. And also states that the mosque was constructed in its place, but still the Hindus continued to pray, offer prayers at a mud platform that birthed the. Birthplace of Rama. All these evidences galore. Just forget mm. uh, all that evidences aside. Mm. Guru Nanak Dev, before this happened, is clearly documented in his chronicles that he had gone and prayed at that uh, place. Mm. You know, my even if you dig some of the street uh, in South India, many of my ancestors. I'm, ta- I'm talking about during the 13th and 14th century after the fall of uh, Kakatiya Empire. They actually used to sneak in and go to Rama Janmabhumi to offer silent prayers at the temple or that whatever pa- mm-hmm. that structure that used to exist there mm-hmm. as a mark of respect and as a vow mm-hmm. that they, they will continue to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. How many more stories? I'll tell you the unshackling of the pain and the trauma. Mm-hmm. Usually, every country when it, uh, when it uh, becomes politically independent, mm-hmm. it constitutes a truth and reconciliation commission. Even South Africa did that after the end of apartheid. Mm. Okay, in India that has never happened, mm. and this is what should lead to that. Uh, hopefully, all sides have to agree and uh, have to be compassionate towards what uh, happened on uh, each other's uh, holy places or what uh, happened to women, and mm. uh, you know, uh, and move on. And hopefully, this uh, becomes a very good template because there are thirty-six thousand temples. I'm pretty sure. The Hindu community will not lay claim to all each single one of them. Hmm. I don't know what the next steps will be as far as Mathura and uh, hmm. uh, Kashi Vishwanath are concerned, because those are actually slam dunk. This this was uh, accentuated because of the destruction of the Babri Masjid in 1992. Hmm. That has not happened with Kashi Vishwanath and uh, Mathura Temple. I actually went to Mathura. Hmm. Okay, it's very clear. Uh, even the the temple Chabutra, the whole uh, the brick structure is visible on which a different uh, structure has arisen, hmm. which is that uh, mosque constructed on top of that, and it is so close to the Krishna Janmasthan. The Krishna Janmasthan is actually a small little prison cell, actually. Hmm. That's where Devaki and Vasudev were imprisoned. Remember? Hmm. So that, that place is there. बुक हिंदू टेम्पल्स एंड वॉट हैपन टू देम यू नो बाय सीताराम गोयल एंड अरुण शौरी इन इज अर्लियर अवतार and ramswarup right. and others um i i i am curious if mr shauri has spoken out after the verdict or not but that i'm right. i'm going to let bygones be bygones his his contribution his scholarship contribution in his previous avatar is so immense that no i mean even if you want to take a neutral account just by rama and ayodhya by meenakshi jain i think it's there on yes. um 
it's a more contemporaneous it's a much more recent sort of uh, no the reason why which, i recommended uh, the first book is because you talked about multiple temples in multiple places of worship and you correct, talked about correct. that um, right. the paper or the right. you know the, whole, the ha- larger correct ha- correct reconciliation correct. commission so i i figured that that book is one place to start i'm not saying that is right. the only place but there are multiple places right. where you can start so that's that's one right. part the second part is the political ideological and other part of it right so one very interesting thing is first i'll start with the social part and then we'll go to the political part um the social part is um, that all sides have accepted the verdict initially there was a reaction from the sunni waqf board but then i think they made a statement where they're going to accept the verdict so i don't think there is any mm-hmm. going to, it's going to be challenged um the opposition to the verdict seems to be more in the uh, left liberal chatterati um akar patel uh, wrote uh, a piece for a very neutral platform i think that that should tell you he wrote it for national herald which is a mouthpiece of the congress party where he called it the supreme court of pakistan and something and then na- and then congress comes or national herald says that we don't endorse this is uh, blah 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 i was like why first of all why does the editor have to clarify the views if 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 they so feel like it clearly you also thought the piece was objectionable and it was uh, pardon my language full of bullshit uh, but mm-hmm. it's akar patel so i don't expect um, anything better um right my my point is but my point is yeah. uh, pramod why is there a thing where the waqf board and many people on the street like majority of indians are accepting this verdict but there is a small class of people who owe their allegiance to this leftist historian lobby and the congress lobby that is refusing to accept the verdict and congress is playing both sides clearly on this no that is what the pseudo uh, secular leftist liberal lobby always aligns with the worst of the islamists around the world it's not just in india it's uh, everywhere even in the united states has the same problem no it's uh, mm. uh, the confused um, neo progressive sort of so called uh, you know cabal that mm. exists and akar patel is part of that and he is, he got well rehabilitated by rehabilitated by the leftist cabal into amnesty international mm. so he, is well said and well taken care of i i wouldn't pay serious attention to uh, obviously very inherently biased people but what i feel ashamed of as an indic uh, mm-hmm. uh, somebody who uh, really believes uh, mm-hmm. in equality equanimity of the poor indic faith mm-hmm. that all four civilization uh, civilizational brothers and sisters have not been able to institutionalize that trauma Hmm. there are the other culture especially the jewish culture if you even go to houston there is a jewish holocaust museum right there is nothing to do with holocaust in houston right hmm. but in memory of those settlers who came in after the holocaust happened and their uh, children they constructed a holocaust beautiful holocaust museum and it's very poignant one should go there to understand the trauma the 6 million jews must have suffered and the their families because you know obviously when I mean, uh, right now I was talking to Vivek Agniyotri yesterday, who is documenting some Kashmiri uh, elements of Kashmiri genocide that happened during the nineteen. Yeah, what happened 1890s. to the Kashmiri Hindus? Correct, and but then that is just one one of the exoduses, right? There are seven exoduses that happened of Kashmiri Hindus. That's Sona right. Sona Rai wrote beautifully on mine, but can you imagine our apathy and lethargy that we have not been able to document? There is no single. museum or an artifact or sort of a place where we can go to to pay respects to our ancestors and that's not even a white the people numerous Jain, the numerous jaina monks that were massacred brutally at just one place i can tell you hmm. near south india hmm. will will send jitters i mean this, you, how sattvic can a jaina monk be hmm. right he or she does is not attached to anything correct hmm. 
but it, here they feared that, knowledge and spirituality itself right so so now i am calling out on our own insensitivity and apathy in not being able to document what we went through these past 1500 years okay mm. you have to pay respect to your ancestors no matter what that mm. is what is called pitrupaksha mm. that is the month in which you remember any uh, whether the ancestor passed or passed on naturally or through some other causes you have to remember them mm. that is what these uh, people here celebrate it as halloween i hope that this judgment mm. will be a wake up call and it will the temple itself should not, of course it should be about lord ram and uh, you know his consort and uh, mm. his great extended family but i wish that this is an opportunity like the way they are trying to reconstruct the kashi vishwanath corridor mm. they should make this a larger project there are 160 acres i am told that is a huge chunk of land that is there with the up government if it can be constructed mm. in such a manner that a huge museum not just on rama mm. again i reiterate rama is a civilizational hero mm. he is not a hindu deity he of course he is a hindu avatar of vishnu but hmm. in jaina culture in bodh culture even in sikh culture there hmm. is a civilizational pedigree that man has achieved as yugapurush hmm. as somebody who delivered something right absolutely so just like mahatma gandhi just like buddha just like now narendra modi there are certain people who are historical hmm. this it's beyond the fact mahavira jaina Neminath Swami, the, all of them, I'm always, this has been, been, of course, you know, my pet project is, <laughs> how do you remember them? Correct. Whether you remember them physically, or Sardar Patel, this wonderful project that has come up, mm. uh, now apparently it's uh, one of the biggest revenue generators in terms of uh, tourism. Indeed. You see? Indeed. So, so that could be a very big uh, sort of a game changer. Okay. I'm very happy with this judgment also that Muslims uh, across the uh, spectrum have spoken mm. in a very reconciliatory manner now again a very factor to me is that nsa has been on a series of meetings with uh, religious leaders of all sides trying mm. to uh, talk uh, through things and stuff like that so i don't know what uh, no, uh, no, that is there but let's the, let's know? let's talk a little bit about the political uh, impact of this right first of all right. it's very interesting the 370 and this both happened in the same year Uh, oh my friend not, <laughs> oh my friend not, you have not even understood what's going to happen in the winter session of this parliament buddy yes yes ye agar koi chota bhi aapko indicator mil raha hai ki kis tarah wind beh rahi hai uh, uniform civil code uh, uh, and citizenship amendment bill yeah that means every single thing that the bharatiya janata party ever spoke about and people like even including me hmm. were saying that they were not delivering for whatever reason hmm. they would have ended up delivering no what is what is sort of, what, what is a little funny here is there are a lot of people yeah. this bunch of comedians leftists and all saying are kya hua kya hua ram mandir ka 370 ka and uh-huh. when both of them happened they are in such shock they are like are are kar bhi diya kar bhi diya no, it, is it is mind numbing actually mere liye khud khud bhi i consider myself right of right of right ha huh. I don't even have a left. Okay, in my dictionary, maybe left नहीं है. And uh, there's nothing left. <laughs> so for me, it is mind-numbing because again, I was ta- talking to Vivek Agarwal yesterday hmm. that ये आदमी एकदम इतना नसीब लेके आया है. He but not नसीब cannot. He is destiny's child. No question. He is, and that happens when 
divine winds are in his favor are they again there should be an aspect of this no, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you I, i'll tell you what richie yeah. beno richie beno said while we wrap up this part in the next part we are going to talk about hardcore politics Mara, bjp and shiv sena mm. in maharashtra richie beno said this right. uh, people who don't know is an australian cricketer he was an australian cricketer and terrific commentator like he's spinner, right uh, like spinner, spinner and all rounder yeah so he said that captaincy is 90% luck and 10% talent but oh boy like, you need that 10% talent if you are ever going to use or avail that 90% luck right. so yes this is this is circumstances this is you know tremendous you know the grahas have sort of uh, done in this way but you need that hard work that prime minister modi has put into you know 370 was a big political risk gamble that he took sometimes right. like a very international risk that was taken expecting what the our worldwide media said i mean the worldwide media is behaving yeah. right now after that that somehow um, india is this turning into this hindu rashtra and god knows what but it's it's clearly that they are delusional and when you uh, employ rana you as an opinion writer i mean what can you be told about you right well i i want uh, our listeners to actually go on my timeline i shared a small little a video of pm station lk adwani and minakshi jain speaking at an event oh. uh, i think it was either a book launch or some event hmm. pm station just passed away yesterday and uh, i i pray for uh, his atma to achieve satyati right. uh, but he was a very interesting man hmm. and you should see what everybody whether overtly covertly silently diligently were always praying for this moment to happen no, no, and, and this is very significant yeah. because you said lk advani and tn session because in 1999 tn session actually fought an election against lk advani so yeah, right. in yeah, the lok sabha yeah, but so, they were they uh, were very close friends and you know they, they all fair when you have good intentions it kind of as though narsimhara or vajpayee bhi to the but my point is ha bilkul my point is that was that was a gentlemanly opposition and tn session was an extremely complicated man so do read more and more about him but part 2 we are going to talk about elections in india you know earlier we had thought this podcast would be only 20 minutes but i think in our heart both pramod and i knew that ram mandir alone will take us 20 25 minutes or baki ki the next 5 minutes will be about the other things so we'll be back in part 2 with the current affairs news so uh, the next part after a matlab it's it's futile to uh, for us to match the energy that we had in part 1 but we are going to try nevertheless so from absolutely spiritual and historical you are demeaning this discussion by going into the political circus huh? no but it has to na because essentially the alliance that might be splitting had its, had had its roots in the ram janmabhoomi movement and it's all, almost fitting that once the supreme court decision is happening the day after the alliance is splitting uh, to be honest with you i am trying to see what best the mind can do and what best you and i we know we have involved in so many different projects mm. uh, i think as a a, a take away to what this decision will do politically for the bjp is mm. and this would i would not have said this even 3 months ago even after modi came back victorious mm. with uh, 300 plus seats mm. i would not have said that it but for the kashmir decision but for the ram temple decision of course it's not because of him but because of things that he did to speed it up mm. that the bjp is here to stay for the next 30 40 years predominantly and mostly in the ruling uh, uh, party situation mm. because uh people like me we are we are swayamsevaks from the 
early 90s who mm. sat on the sideline mm. uh, very frustrated with the politics of the bjp because of various compromises they did to try to be in power at various different uh, periods of time mm-hmm. now when you ask a hard died uh, swayam sevak who is now in the bjp they'll say that but you know we have to live in the 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 generation of today unless you are in power you can't do anything you can't i i i probably empathize with that but i am i'm not able to digest and my my generation and my set of uh, people are are different hmm. but then again what i see that will happen right now hmm. it, again is going to be drastically different from nda 2 in this nda 3 hmm. they will actually not try to be as desperate to form the government at the state government level hmm. you know why why the winds and sympathy will always be in their favor no matter even even if shivasena or ntp or congress this uh, so called uh, ragtag coalition ends up forming a government even if that really happens no, so okay 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 you jumped the gun i have, i i have to brief our listeners to what is happening in the current political scenario so the bjp is the single largest party in maharashtra with i think 105 seats the singha is at 56 if i am not mistaken ncp at 54 and congress is at 40 or 42 uh something like that so basically the the as the bjp shiv sena were in a prepol alliance it was widely assumed that sena bjp would form the government but now for some weird reason that is inexplicable uddhav thakre wants the cm cm position for aditya thakre right and they said something about half half formula now uh let me give you guys a perspective in 1995 when sena bjp came to power sena contested on i think 169 seats and bjp on 119 aisa aisa hi kuch unka formula tha out of 169 they won 73 and bjp won 65 uh, clearly with a higher strike rate but because sena had eight more seats they got the cm post for 5 years and that was bal thakre's formula now suddenly they have uh, mr aditya thakre suddenly has um, uh, developed wings and fought one fought and won one election in a safe seat of worli so he has thought ke bhai mujhe bhi cm banna hai for two and a half two and a half years which is bizarre because you cannot have this arrangement with a party who has won more than half seats so then sena actually tried to say ke tried to bluff uh, saying that we'll go with ncp and congress and bjp called the bluff now sena you know ek bar ho kya hai ki you know you already spit on the ground so what are you trying to do so they are they are trying to salvage some pride for themselves and actually hoping that ncp and congress will support them now historically the congress sena was always a uh, uh, leaning towards the congress things only changed in 1989 during the ram janma bhumi uh, after the ram janma bhumi agitation correct right. um right now uh, you, now you have to tell tell uh, our listeners have to know this uh, shwetang bhushan's piece by the time this podcast will be up it will be up as well on the history of the sena and why balsaheb balasaheb thakre was pro congress so when people say that oh if balasaheb was alive they would do different no he would not balasaheb actually changed in 2004 5 when he favored his son uddhav thakre over his party and lost half his you know a lot of not half but a lot of significant leaders including raj thakre sanjay nirupam and all that who quit the sena so what do you make of this pramod ऑपरेटिंग इन सपोर्टेड एक्चुअली 
they were part of the kind of uh, uh, very pro left uh, sort of uh, union yeah. uh, the kind of uh, agitation they conducted against tamilians in uh, mumbai yeah. does not really be uh, uh, sort of a behoven of any party that wants to talk about hindutva but then you know i i always felt there must have been some sort of a uh, parivartan <coughs> happening in the palatap after uh, the 1990s when uh, you know this whole there 1980s are, see i wrote i wrote this today there are four four phases of bala saheb thakre one was the cartoonist phase and in the samyukta maharashtra movement phase in the 60s you know where he said a lot of anti migrant stuff as well earlier against gujaratis and south indians and stuff then came the second phase in the 70s 80s when the sena was essentially against the leftist you know uh, marxist trade unions and uh, uh, was very jokingly referred to in mumbai politics as vasant sena because his proximity to uh, vasanta da patel and vasantra patel the cms congress cms of um, <laughs> <laughs> it was i am not kidding shwetan says this in is this piece too this is you know uh, so, the reason why i was laughing so badly was vasant sena is a historical figure and if i tell you about vasant no no sena, i know i know no no, but, ground, huh? no 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 but th- there were there were roots in that also why it was this this is again i am i i, I am saying what is already well known so that was yeah. the second part then the third phase came from the 1989 to 2005 where sena positioned itself to a right of center sort of thing and bala saheb thakre no one can deny is a terrific speaker phenomenal orator and you know he yeah. would matlab <laughs> and capture crowds with him so those 16 years when him and natal ji and advani ji they were all like you know um, uh, giving rally so he was close to the bjp then after 2005 uh, and reason i say that he started favoring uddhav thakre which led to the desertion of a lot of sena leaders so then from a sort of a cadre party because sena was a proper cadre party cadre based right. party you could find a shiv sainik cadre uh, everywhere in mumbai and you know konkan areas and stuff then it went to narayan rane left nirupam left raj thakre left you know so many more and then it he just became uddhav thakre and what bala saheb did for uddhav then uddhav is doing for his son now and the sena has been on a decline and i think this will finish it off well putra prema to a certain extent you know i'm going back to the prema of star you know uh, you know you shouldn't have said this uh, this example of vasant sena now you've got the the poet uh, part of pramod kumar buravalli coming out uh, with the dancing play mrutchikatika yeah. <laughs> written by sudraka in which vasant sena actually woos the lover and uh, and the lover has actually lost all his wealth and uh, due to his giving and all that yeah. and then this is a very tragic sort of love story of vasant sena and this sena ka ye almost mimic kar raha hai vasant sena ka story which is you know this oscillation does not work unless you have a real strong moral compass no, no. the moral compass and and i will tell you this is not taking away from what sena might have done for the hindus of mumbai especially when the mafia or the kashmiri pandit that is what i am saying or the kashmiri sahib of the 90s hmm. is different from the if you want me to talk about the bala sahib of the 50s and 60s that you you start hating No, but that but, is the problem. No, that is yeah. the problem. I think in our reasoning, right? That when we right. talk about Shiv Sena, we be logo. Oh, yeah. don't rule out Akash Bala Sahib. Zinda hote hai. Don't. Bala Sahib has not been around, and you know, uh, Om Shanti basically may uh, Lord give Shanti to his Atma. Seven. Yeah. It was seven years ago. 
so you have this is not the same sena even what was there in 2012 so that that is the ultimate sort of thing so uh, i agree with you that the putra prema the dhritarashtra prema is just not going to take any political party whether it is chandrababu naidu's love for uh, lokesh whether uh, you are karunanidhi's uh, love for stalin now look at how mediocre these parties have become pdp is never going to come back to power just because of this hmm. aditya thakre does really look like he is going to be uh, the leader of the pappus in the shivaji okay this is this young man needed experience he could have been a minister in this uh, exactly he should have been a minister he should have taken responsibility for at least urban development because this this party shivasena adit hmm. their cash cow is bmc hmm. you have to admit it no absolutely no, no, no question if, about it if there is no brahman mumbai municipal corporation there is no shivasena hmm. okay there is no ideology their side their ideology is to hold on to mumbai and be the local authority of mumbai which is fine but you have to learn the tricks of the trade and we have to be referent you have to be differential to the seniors who have laid the foundation for a long coalition to have a 30 saal ki umar mein ye bachcha kya kya ke cm banega ya deputy cm banega bolo kam se kam 40 years ka hona zaruri hota hai to take such immense responsibility of such a large state this is the second largest state in in, in india no no i'll say this that i am 30 even i don't want to be the cm of maharashtra yet <laughs> mujhe bhi pehle minister banna hai you are much more qualified with the kind of work we have done <laughs> but still <laughs> we will still be modest and humble enough not to claim claim when given opportunity <laughs> you have to have that humility indeed no accepting uh, of your limitation but ultimately uh, now with the stature with the kind of uh, political mm. spiritual and uh, kind of intellectual capital that the bjp is sitting on mm. no party can come within even uh, i mean remember nervous uttav thakre made that statement uh, i think day before yesterday that agar ayodhya ka verdict aata hai to bjp ko credit nahi lena chahiye <laughs> so that is on nervous they are they know that their party is now going to be destroyed No. see ultimately i'll tell you uh, and having followed bombay politics for as long as or mumbai politics lest i get uh, hammered for that mumbai politics for as long as i followed gujarat politics um i'll tell you this that this is the, the battle is not good i mean this is going to be suicidal for sena because it is its gud is mumbai thane kalyan yes it has made inroads into the interior parts of maharashtra mumbai thane kalyan and konkan these four regions right the greater mumbai now what is going to happen is in the bmc polls you are if the sena congress and ncp first of all them fighting the bmc polls together will not happen i mean they just have way too many local leaders uh, and they will not split seats so when it's going to be a bjp versus you know all these people bjp is going to sweep the bmc because last time it get got very close to the sena i think the difference was one or two seats between them uh, yeah. sena got like 82 and bjp got 81 or 80 so it is not going to be hard if there is for bjp to get more seats even in a sympathy way for that because essentially this it's was very a, difficult uh, it's very difficult what i am uh, i know at this point in time the kind of agenda items that bjp has prepared just for the next two sessions of parliament forget uh, mm. rest of the term just the next two sessions of parliament no bj no party with a bjp uh, hindu agenda will be able to survive because the whole spectrum will be sucked up by the bjp khatam el khatam dukan ban if shivasena really wants to reimagine itself and want to be a centrist or center left party <coughs> which right. is impossible okay hmm. so they are basically going to be uh, shiro even shiromani akali dal for god sake you know 
what narendra modi did at that kartarpur corridor opening the whole opening ceremony other is spectacular this guys are hitting home runs wherever they are going i only feel and predict that uh, unfortunately you know balasaheb should have at least set into motion that sort of uh, moral compass for the son and uh, grandson to follow he i don't think has done it they will uh, basically be reconciled to and also ran in the indian political system for the sadly that. sadly that's how it seems to be but if things change we'll see but before we leave obviously uh, any recommendations for recommendation our will always be meenakshi jain she is the toast of the uh, you know i would call it the indic writers generation mm. she has done human service to dharma all the books she has written have been about dharma she is the daughter of gilal jain yes. who was the editor of times of india for a long time mm. she came out and now she is with the indian council of uh, historical research and many such of positions will be opened up hopefully for rewriting indian history i will always recommend rama and ayodhya by meenakshi jain it's there on amazon please do buy it read it distribute it and understand what happened with me so i i i i have two recommendations first uh, or, or, or in the tv shows there is a show called um spy on netflix which is about an israeli spy eli cohen and you must watch it i mean it's it's fantastic uh, oh, okay, okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a six part series eli cohen was this uh, spy who went into syria isn't he it? is he the went guy into syria got, absolutely uh, got caught i think yeah don't 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 give it away don't give it away yeah don't give it away your and mine uh, love for israeli stories is well known but so we know the story before we watch it but a lot of our listeners don't so i want them to watch it second you know the last 6 7 years 8 years a lot of political beliefs have changed uh, we have disagreed with people that we agreed with and stuff but when we get the we got to a point in this ram janmabhoomi movement due to massive contributions of a lot of people take a moment today and remember all of them you know whether it's advani ji or shok singhal or what oh my gosh yeah what you oh, shauri yeah. sahab had written forget all your differences for one day remember every single effort from one op-ed piece to one book to uh, impassioned debate to maybe a rath yatra whatever it was that it got to you know uh, whatever your belief might be you know where it got to this point stop think and if you agree with that you know i will never forget it as i uh, on the 6th of december uh, my my biggest surprise was there were three guests who were hiding in our home at one point or the other in the future oh, i will let people know who these people were who hid in my home hmm. and that was how my lifelong association with the sang and all these people that i know even today has hmm. continued uh, but before ashok singhal passed away in 2015 i wrote this on facebook and twitter he had come to houston um uh, i think it was like the farewell visit if you can call it that mm. and then i asked him that was the vast reaction for me and i was always a straight shooter mm. as they if he liked narendra modi and he said sant aadmi tha aur sant aadmi hai narendra modi and he is very happy about narendra modi and his only wish was that bhagwan gave give him a few more years to see a temple being built in ram mandir and uh, ram mandir being built in ayodhya Indeed. Uh, so if we talk about them, we talk about whatever your thoughts are, suggestions are. Let us know. 
we are here ready to discuss them all uh till then uh thank you again promote for joining in and thank you all for listening in we'll be back next week or actually maybe be even middle of the week with many special uh, special podcast yeah but guess- before we finish before we finish uh uh-huh. <laughs> Prabhu had to Prabhu had to say that. So listen to Haruman Chalisa, Ram Ram Bhajan, जो भी आप सुनना चाहे या फिर हमें लिखिए and let us know how you like or you detest this podcast. Uh, although I'm sure there not, might not be a lot of people who do uh, not, who do not like this um, the podcast. Well, from Pramod and Adit, it's uh, goodbye and we'll see you soon. Thank you.